You're listening to the Laugh Factory Podcast Network. For more shows, visit the podcast page at laughfactory.com. It's the after laugh, after laugh. Welcome to the after laugh, after laugh, after laugh. <laughs> after laugh, man. <laughs> Go ahead, pull up a chair. With my social media friend. That's the best way to say Ava. Yes. Siha. Seha. God Seha. damn it. Ava Seha. So it's you easy. Ha- you're a comedian ah, and my it. last name is literally Seha. Seha. That's ah. how you pronounce it. Yeah. So you probably, when you were doing comedy, you probably had to say that all the time. I know. When I was like six. How many times did people get your, your name right oh, when they brought you on stage? No like, one never. gets it right. Yeah. yeah. But when I was like six years old in class and this teacher would be like, Ava Seha, are you here? And I'd be like, ha, I don't get it. Why do you keep asking me that? And she's like, go to the principal. I'm like, you're such a oh, bitch. So what? you were you were a trouble child. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. The the principal had my num- my mother's name on speed dial. <laughs> when speed dial was a big thing. Yeah. Um, that's crazy. Because I feel like that's always the guy's role. Like when guys get into comedy, it's always like, I was a class clown. I would always like fall over. And women historically get into comedy not from being the class clown, usually like more circumlocutus roots, but you were that you were that I kid. I was totally that kid. Were you suspended? Oh, I was suspended. Yeah, for sure. And I and when I went to high school, I had nuns. So they. I oh, had, you went to a Catholic yeah, I went school. To a Catholic all girls school too. Ha <laughs> ha. So uh. when I went to there, the nuns would try to teach like Catholicism, and I'd be like, "But there's no God," and they're like, "Go to the principal's office." And I'm like, "I love that you go to the principal because you don't believe in God." Well, let the principal. Yeah. discipline you like, until you think, believe in God well they would always be like do you want to go to detention or do you want a smack with a ruler and I'm like give me a smack on the ruler I have shit to do okay so now you're into a little bit of an, an S&M thing <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if that's true I wonder if like if you if you were to go by and look at all the BDSM chapters around America I wonder if there's a lot of ex-Catholics who went it to school it might be because they're really into yeah because half the shit, I mean, look, let's not get too Freudian here, but half the shit that you get into when you're adult goes back to your childhood. Yeah. And either something that was rewarded or abused you in childhood that you're like trying to somehow like manufacture again in your adult life, right? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think so. Well, like for me, for example, let's just make this a psychology episode. I had, I was poor. I had a bad lisp. You still do. I have a little bit of a lisp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Go fuck yourself. I it. Um, and I had like chronic tonsillitis and my voice was very small. And I had like a southern like ass. And I had really bad acne. My dad would cut my hair with a literal bowl. And uh, I'd only wear my brother's hand-me-downs, which fit, you know, so-so. So I was, people thought I was so, basically, they were retarded. They thought I was retarded, basically. What's interesting is that you've basically described who you are now, but like you hey. like put makeup on and a little doctored up, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's all covered. Yeah, yeah, here. it's all cosmetic. Well, my acne is at least gone. And at least I have LASIK, so I didn't have the Coke bottle glasses. Yeah, yeah. But, um. See, cosmetic, so, you've literally yeah. proven my point. Cosmetic, all this cosmetics. Are all this cosmetic. So, um, <laughs> I, the, the, but the point is like, Everything in my life was like about being quiet when I was younger. So then, of course, what I do, I become an actor and I become a comic and I become a writer because everything becomes a reaction to the fact that I was told to shut up, stupid. My Where, are you life. the youngest? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's that's interesting. So back to the nuns beating you in the butt yeah, with the roll. Yeah, Where yeah. did they hit you in the hand, right? Yeah, yeah, on the hand. Yeah. And was it painful or was it funny to you? Oh, no. It hurt like hell. Oh, like, it was not nuns nice. are no joke. But I had theater school. I had theater practice and I... I used to smoke cigarettes too. So like, oh. this was back. Th- this is in Seattle in the nineties when Before you Seattle could, became like you know whatever. Yeah, yeah, this is when you could smoke inside and have coffee. And so I used to meet up with some of the guys from the all boys school and have <laughs> coffee and smoke cigarettes before class. Oh my god! Yeah, I was like that chick that knew all the guys, but like never dated any of the guys at the high school. Like always dated guys who were in college. Oh wow! So a lot of statutory rape in your background. Oh yeah, yeah, nice. that was really great. Um, but like, and the consensual, 90s was a cons- statu- yeah, consensual. Well, statutory rape. <laughs> oh, we're going down deep waters here. I don't know about this one. Consensual statutory rape. What? That, that doesn't make sense. He was twenty-one. It's fine. And you were what? Seventeen. Seventeen, which is technically. Yeah, it was. Seventeen is that age. I mean, I know this sounds awful, but who's this writer? When when all the stuff with Crystalia came out, and they were talking about how he's talking to 17 year old women or sub 17 year old women. He was like, well, if 18 is barely legal, then 17 is barely illegal. Yeah. 
And I do think that is kind of an, an interesting, if not necessarily legal point. But if you're 17, he's 21, like... Uh, yeah it's right at that cusp it is at that like, cusp mm. and I went from home too at that time so and I was living with him in a and whole new th- another state after that <laughs> oh so you just had that life oh yeah I was living the life here's the thing okay so I have this um, in case I have another child which is which is possible I'm sure you have many out there that you don't even know about I hope at least spread my I hope yeah, I just find it when I'm really old I'm like continue my legacy children yeah there's probably all these retarded like lispy <laughs> tonsillitis with children out haircuts. there with bad haircuts and acne uh oh the cops are coming here to take you away now for saying that okay first of all I paid my ticket you paid oh my god yeah this is this is the best part about being on sunset um so let me just let this ah uh, are you on citizen because because I Oh, what is Citizen? I've been hearing about that. So Citizen is an app where it basically gives you notifications of like all the crazy shit that's happening. That would drive me insane. Well, some of the stuff I, I've been seeing, it, it really, I have to stop because I'm like two, three or four people have been shot like in the same day, like around the same area. And I'm like, what the oh fuck? Or like God. there was one that someone stole $50,000 from a and it, store or... And it shows the location within like feet of you. Yeah, yeah. It's like grinder, but with crime. Yeah, grinder with but with crime. Yeah, yeah. You're and like, you're, there's a you're gay not man getting murdering fucked, someone. But you get to see yeah. other people get fucked. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, it's like why gri- did you even grinder. join that? Were you like gonna? Because you okay, this is something we'll get into too. Okay, well, first of all, there's a lot to talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just finish. Let's just bow up this Catholic shit. Okay. So you were a Catholic. No, so obviously your parents were. I'm Catholic. not. No, no, no. We're no, no, not Catholic at all. Oh, they no. just put you in Catholic school because yeah, you, it was because you were in trouble, and, and they I were was like, really smart. <laughs> you were smart, but also because they're like, yeah, yeah. this bitch is out of her mind. We got we got a discipliner. Was that it? Yeah, like okay. my dad was a cop, and I was like, okay, I got in trouble for stealing. But they weren't religious. I had a felony at twelve. Like, it was really great. What was your? How do you have a felony at twelve? So, <clears throat> so you hang out with the wrong people. <laughs> what the wrong group. people at twelve? The kids with the the BMX with- bikes. I skateboards mean, yeah i'm yeah. cool i guess that wasn't really popular what was it really popular in the 90s like rollerblades um <laughs> but they i hung out with these kids who were kind of like my rollerblades yeah, right oh, there you do have rollerblades. yeah you have a lot of rollerblades yeah it's kind of my thing okay um <laughs> and they you know they were poor but they were like troublemaking type type thing and like hung out with them all the time and they're like let's go to rite aid the, or pay, it was Payless before it was Rite Aid. This is when Payless used okay. to be Rite Aid. Payless used to be Rite Aid. Mm-hmm. They bought the Rite People Aid. People who complain they don't learn enough of my podcast. And um, so I went there with them, and we all had backpacks, and we all stole shit. And then we were like, "This is great!" And then we went. We were like, "Let's go back!" And we went back the next day, like idiots, with like idiots <laughs> with backpacks, and stole a bunch of stuff. And we got caught, and they totaled all of our stuff. And it was over like a thousand dollars. So grand larceny. So it's yeah, yeah. So we, were, I was twelve years old in court, like having. To, oh, you were in court in front of a judge. Yeah, and they had like my my dad oh, was a cop shitless. at the time. Yeah. So he got it totally taken off and the la la la. But then I got caught for stealing and stealing and something else later and a car. So I got arrested two more times. After. You know, we almost had parallel lives. I'm telling you. Yeah, yeah. Only yeah. I, I didn't really have crazy i got all my braces and stuff off when i was like 13 so yeah so you what you're saying is you were attractive when you were 13 and i was still yeah, i was ugly. T- i was super cute you were super cute yeah right. um i was like so cute so no i stole a car and i shoplifted oh, all did? the time oh my god but it was like my friend's car they were out of town and we knew they were in town so we broke in the house yeah i like broke in we climbed up through the upper window yeah, yeah. we took it and then we just joyride we did joyriding and they got in trouble, and my dad beat the snot out of me because he's a Republican, and Republicans can do that. And um, which is probably good that he beat the snot out of yeah. me. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm not a. I, I'm still on the fence about corporal punishment for children. So, so you stole a car? Yeah. So I stole my boyfriend's car at the time because I was pissed off at him, uh-huh. and he called the cops on me, and I got arrested. <laughs> so how many times did your dad have to bail you out of jail? He never bailed me out. He just was like disappointed. So the two times, so the times that I, the two times that I got arrested for stealing, mm-hmm. they basically were like, "Oh, you're stay house kid." Oh. So they would let me go back home. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have to go in handcuffs, and then I'd either show up to court with my dad, and they would drop it, 
And then when I was when I sold the car, I my boyfriend dropped the charges, but I was in handcuffs and I had to go to go to jail. Oh, handcuffs. Yeah. And then when I was 23, I got really really arrested for intent to sell drugs. Drugs. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So then, so then that was the yeah, and that was So I'm looking I'm looking at you you got you got some tats on. I oh, see yeah. you got is that Hebrew? It is Hebrew. Are you Jewish? No. He's like Hebrew. No, uh, yeah. That's the worst thing about Judaism is Hebrew, but I'm glad <laughs> you like it. Um, so, so you are. When that happened, yeah. which is obviously a huge deal, did that send you on a different path? Was 23 the moment where you switched your shit around? No, did you I. Join, you never joined no. a program. You never got into AA. I got an AA three years ago. Three, four, three and a half years almost. Three, ago, almost okay. four years now. So basically, you were fuck up until three years ago. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Basically, so you, uh, you. How do you get? So you were a drug dealer. Mm-hmm. How long were you dealing? By the way, you're not the first for drug like dealer a on this years. podcast. Yeah, for like a couple <laughs> years. It's super funny because, like, I mean, when you look at me, you're like, "Oh, she's so cute. She's like this little hipster." And I'm like, "Oh yeah, I used to fucking sell drugs and used to stomp it. Like, I can tell you how to stomp that shit." And people are like, "What does that mean? Stomp that shit?" So basically, <clears throat> you get like, like you get pure kilo cartel. Okay, let's back up a little. Things. Bit. Okay, let's back up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Because I need to take so it's like it's it's like foreplay for me, and you need a little like slowly, There's so much. I know. slowly guide me there. So, your parents were together. No, they got divorced. When they I got was divorced. 12 so, some of this is maybe a byproduct of sort of a a broken home ish. Well, of thing. I mean, I told my Not mom to get a divorce. Though I was like, you need to divorce the asshole. <laughs> so I mean, you were just sort of ahead of your time. Yeah, I literally you were was like, an old soul. Got it. She was like, where did you hear that word? I'm like, I don't know what it is, but you need to do it, and it sounds right. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. Um, brothers, sisters? I had a brother. He passed away 11 years ago. Thanks oh, for bringing okay. it up, though. Here we go. Any other dead people you want to mention in this <laughs> podcast? You want to talk about some abortions you may or may have had? Because no. those are always fun. No, no. no, I'm just kidding. So um, this podcast is going great right now. Isn't it? <laughs> it's going awesome. really well. So because um, so, I want to get into the drug dealing aspect. Sure. Because you're a girl, a lady. I'm a lady. You're in Catholic She's school. Uh, and after that, you go to college, I'm assuming. I did go to college, yeah. Where do you go? I went to RADA in London for about a year, and then I came back. Yeah, for acting. Sorry. Yeah, for acting. So RADA stands for the Royal Academy of the Dramatic Royal Academy Arts. Academy of Dramatic Arts. And a lot of very fancy... Were you there with some fancy people? There were some fancy people there. Who were there. the fancy people there you were with? So I, I did the foundation program, so it's just a year, because it's hella expensive. My point hella is, what famous expensive. British actor did you sleep so, with? I didn't sleep with anybody. Oh, you no. slut. Okay, there is, but I didn't sleep with one <laughs> until I moved to L.A. Okay, but is this something you knew from Rada? No. Okay. I did see Tom Hiddleston. Why but wouldn't you hit he that? Wasn't, he, was, he wasn't like famous then. I just knew who he was. Yeah, okay. He was like a two grades ahead of me. But he was, he was like a, a big star there probably. He was like, he was like, oh, this Tom Hiddleston's like very good. He's very good. He's very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, who the fuck is that? Like... <laughs> London's great. Has great fish and chips. So you're there for you're in Rada, which I always, I'm, I always envy people who are who went to like Rada or Cambridge. I think that's a really cool way to go to college. You know, as an American. Yeah, it was really cool. I I mean, I wasted it af- because after that, I came back and dated this guy and was a drug dealer. <laughs> got okay, arrested. So, so you get your prestigious get degree prestigious at Rada, yeah, yeah. and then you come back and there's a guy. You meet this guy. There, there's a lot. Who is this? So there's a lot of stuff in between yeah. there. But to skip to the point, mm-hmm. so I came back, went to school, met a guy. He was Mormon, became Mormon, moved to California for him. He dumped me, stopped being Mormon, and when I stopped being Mormon, I was like, "Fuck all this," and like went the total opposite. Started dating this drug dealer and became a drug dealer. It was like very like. Oh yeah, well we the pendulum swing, right? Yeah, Everyone yeah. does a pendulum swing. Usually, you date this one type of person, you break up, you do the other side yeah i'm usually the other side of the pendulum when people date they date someone like rich and driven and type a yeah with no sense of humor and they break out and then someone who's like poor and lazy and type b so but i make the, jokes yeah but eh. you but so then you, after yeah. like a year or two they're like this has been fun but i can't but yeah. marry you yeah because you don't have a car and Credit. I have credit in a car. Do you though? I have great credit. My credit is eight thirty. Wow. Yeah, great credit, great car. How did you get such great credit? No student loans. Um, I paid off my student loan job. That's what it was. Lucky. I'm still. I got lucky. Yeah. Are you still paying? I'm going back to school too. So that. 
I'm getting my master's right now. Oh my so you're just a seeker. You are just a seeker in life, yeah. trying to learn and know everything. <laughs> and I dig it. And if you saw her ensemble right now, her wardrobe, it just shows like she's collecting all the things in the world to know and learn about. Yeah. You got Grateful Dead. You got the Punky Brewster blazer on. Yeah. My hat. <laughs> You got the, ha- the 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 Pharrell "Let's Get Happy" hat or yeah, whatever yeah. that happens. Uh, His yeah. is much higher than mine. I feel that's like. true. Yeah, his is like the weird like park ranger hat. So and uh, and you're also as a sort of sidebar, you have all sorts of different ethnicities running through <laughs> your blood, right? Yeah. Now here's something I don't want to be the guy who's like, it's so hard for a white man right now. Call me a wambulance, but I do tell people who are ethnically. Ambiguous? ambiguous is the word or ethnically multi-ethnic or whatever um it's a good time to say listen to me motherfuckers listen to my voice listen to my pitch because you are native american correct mm-hmm. how how much native american are you i'm like 45 percent. so like about elizabeth warren right about the same percentage so <laughs> much more than elizabeth warren <laughs> i kidding um did that piss you off when elizabeth warren said she was like no oh god i'd be so fucking i think it pissed me off more when trump was like called her Pocahontas that's just kind of <laughs> fucked know. up that's awful but a little bit funny okay not funny I know Sorry. I mean I know some people who looks white very very white and they're very Native American they're very Native American they're yeah. like more Native American than I am and like they're probably really? like 75% and they really? look white what tribe is just that a ba- there's a, a lot that are of like, like very Cher- pale like my mother is Cherokee and she's half and like she looks she's blonde hair blue eyed yeah and your dad has no Native my American my dad is so Super Mexican, which has a lot of Native American mixture in there, <laughs> yeah. you know, often, right? Well, he's he's got a little bit of Lebanese, as okay. far as I know. Yeah. Um. So, but he looks like he looks Mexican. Mexican. Okay. Yeah, he looks like like a, a better looking Danny Trejo is what I used to. Oh wow. Yeah, he's so not he's as a little, like, but he's a little bit scary then. Your dad. No, no, he's not. Does he doesn't look? He's not as scary looking. Yeah. Yeah. As yeah. Danny Trejo, he doesn't have the tattoos. He'd be mm. like. Danny Trejo's brother, who's like a cop. Yeah, got yeah, it. yeah. Got it. He's the good one, but ends up being like the asshole sociopath. But Danny Trejo's actually the good one. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They could um, be in a movie together. <laughs> okay, so you you come back from Rada and you meet a nice Mormon boy and you be, you convert to Mormonism. Yeah, yeah. It was really fun. I want to hear about Mormonism. I'm obsessed with. I'm like the guys from South Park. I'm obsessed with everything Mormon. I I've performed a lot in Salt Lake City. Yeah. I. Dated a Mormon at some point, but I used to perform at a place called Wise Guys, and I read a book called Under the Banner of Heaven, which is John okay. Cracker. Do you know the book? Yeah, yeah. Have you read it? I I've read great. pieces of it. Yeah, and because uh, I was just really, I'm just all, I'm obsessed with everything religious and everything cult. Yeah, like this Nexium sex cult. I'm like, yep. I'm Have you every series. The documentary I'm the Vow. Yeah, yeah, and then there's one called like something like The Secret on fucking stars. I'm gonna watch all that shit. I love sex cults. They're the best. Uh, I mean, they're not the best, but just the, the psychology of how people get involved in a cult just fascinates me. And more in a, I mean, let's be honest, Mormonism is a cult. Now it's widespread enough that it's not, but it started as a cult. I don't, I don't think it's a cult, though. Like, I, think, I think of all of the things that started, it's less of a cult and it's more of like kind of a legit religion. I would say Scientology is more of a cult. Yes. Um, but but, there, but I would say Scientology the way that Mormonism started was actually very very grassroots and very um, Quaker driven. Like they would accept everybody, and they were really like open, and they were uh, abolitionists back in the day. So yeah, they were very they're socially very progressive, progressive. Yeah. and they would even allow black people into their religion. It wasn't until like later 1987, on, right? What? Wasn't nineteen eighty seven that black people were allowed to be Mormons? That, that was in the seventies where they, they reestablished that they could have the priesthood or oh, whatever. Oh the priesthood, okay. Yeah. So they weren't allowed to have the priesthood um after Brigham Young was the president or something. So yeah. it was like yeah. Let me ask you that's a whole different thing, but yeah. let me ask you how does one so you meet this guy? He, he was you, like so cute. He though. was so cute, and you fell in love with him. Oh was God. he a ginger? No, he wasn't a ginger. No, okay, no, no. the stereotype of Mormons. So you meet this guy. Was he do? Was this guy do? He's like just a dude. He was he has a job. so he was actually on his mission. <gasps> he had the the white shirt with the black tie, and yeah, it was yeah, like yeah, yeah. He was on his mission. Proctor, whatever. Proctor. 
Don't they have a Proctor no, they, Price or elder, something? Elder, elder Price. Elder, that's right. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think so yeah, he was on his mission, and we, I emailed him like almost every single day. How'd you meet him? On the mission? Yeah, on his mission. Bing bong. Yeah. Not, he knocked at your door. No, no, no he shot. didn't knock. I was hanging out with some friends who were Mormon, and they were like, you should take the lessons. And I was like, sure, I'll learn about this shit. And then he he walked in, and I was like, oh, hello. Hello. And so that was that. Was that. He's looking good with his crisp, short sleeve button-down yeah, shirt. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So then, so then I joined, and then I like... But, how, but, but the process for joining, as someone who's dealt with conversion before... How does one convert to, to more? Is it a is a vetting process? Do you have to take a year of classes? Is there no? Someone- so it's just like you take like um, you take these lessons from the missionaries, and then once once you're like ready to get baptized, you just get baptized. You get baptized. So you just so you could basically just say, "Yep, I'm ready." Yeah, I got. I, I found mm-hmm. God. So, um, but I. I was like really converted for a while. Like I really was into with it. Like I, a couple, like six of my friends joined the church after I joined the church because uh, I talked to them about it. I was oh, wow. a really good missionary, but okay. I like <laughs> convert me to Mormonism. Give me your Mormon. I'm just very curious about what your picture. Well, see, would be. here's the problem: is that I don't believe in that anymore. So it would be really hard for me. It's, but at one really, point you did. Yeah, and so I think with converting people, you really do have to believe. Of course wholeheartedly this idea of enrollment you have to enroll people and that's you have to like really think it's amazing um, I was a really good car salesman let's just yeah when I was a car salesman for a year you were also a car salesman (laughs) Jesus Christ what happened to you Subaru so so just yeah I'm not a lesbian it's not gonna work I am wearing plaid though the Forrester's are really good the what (laughs) Forrester's really good asymmetrical alignment whoa I don't even know what that means but I'll buy so for Subarus are the only cars that have asymmetrical alignment, which means that when you go over a bump, they their stability will always stabilize. It doesn't have front wheel drive or back wheel drive. It has asymmetrical alignment instead. Oh. So that's why Subarus are really good in mountainous ranges in mountainous because you can't really feel the sh- the the shock is much less Interesting. intense. I like that idea. I will never buy a Subaru. You should but get I one. I appreciate that. You should get a Subaru. <laughs> so you converted people. That's pretty intense. You got people to Mormonism. Yeah, and then I used to teach cl- school, like Sunday school. For little kids? Little Mormon well, kids? for adults. Okay. So here's here's my question about Mormonism. <laughs> Same question that exists for every religion, but Mormonism and Scientology are, in particular, are like held up to a different standard because it's much closer in time where these events yeah. happen or when the religion started. So for Mormonism, my understanding is that Joseph Smith was up in the mountains of upstate New York and God said, yo, I got some tablets hidden, go check it out. And he read these, it's a different book from the Bible mm-hmm. and said that Jesus was in like Mississippi. Right? Yeah, yeah, basically in the Americas. And J- Jesus came to America yeah. and basically there's a whole thing about how the Schwarzas, like the black people were like, the, ooh, they were the bad tribe. And that the good tribe were these white gingers who were six feet tall, broad shoulders. And now we got to go find the promised land. Mm-hmm. And and of course, you look back, it sounds ridiculous. ridiculous. But every religion is ridiculous yeah. if you really think about the logics. The difference between the logics, uh, the difference between like it's Judaism a, it's and lisp thing. <laughs> Christianity is that you can you can sort of say, well, it's a metaphor. Everything is a metaphor. And yeah, but there are people that really believe literally things in the bible and it's really frustrating <laughs> yeah yeah so so joseph smith and one of the things about it, he was he was a pimp he was a stud that guy and apparently like everyone's like he was just like oh, joseph smith and he loved fucking so um it was part of the mandate for mormons it still is fucking is a big part of mormon like, so the, what you're talking about is what brigham young actually instated and mm. that what the, about the, the polygamy. multiple polygamy that wasn't until Brigham Young and that but Joseph Smith did say no he didn't so you know what? Here, we're so gonna here's fight to the, the death about this so here's the thing about that is that he didn't and what was the only reason why they did it was because when when they were crossing to go to Utah and travel over there mm-hmm. uh, men had died and there were only women left and they basically the United States government said hey if you don't if these since these men are gone these wives can't take the land because women don't legally have property rights yeah and so they said well if then we're going to marry these women to the uh, the rest of the men that are alive so that we can keep the land that we have 
That's the only reason why why that oh. happens. That's Boy. why polygamy started, and that's why Brigham Young told people to get married to. That's where that. You comes know from. what, and listeners, back me up. This that sounds like some Mormon Mormonism. PR I mean, you shit. can look it up. It's that's history. <laughs> that's literally a historical fact. I pretty much believe that Joseph Smith said you're not allowed to enter the kingdom of heaven unless you have three wives. No, that is not what he said. All right, all right. We'll have to. We'll have <laughs> to like, create I'm not, a like I'm not. Okay. I'm not a big. No, I know, I know. Like I'm not Mormon anymore. So I was like, I but. I will tell you all the things you need want to know, but so that, that was is not that was just like said. that was just a, a a political thing Brigham Young had to do in order to preserve. Yeah, he said it religion. was he said it was like something from God that God told him that they had to be polygamous now because of this, but it yeah. was literally because the U.S. government said you can't have this land unless there's a male attached to the yeah. lease. Yeah. And since they had died, the women were like, "Oh, well, we'll." Brigham was like, "Well, if we marry these women off, also to the men that are." already married then we'll get to keep the land that we get yeah so one of the things about mormon and we'll we'll, believe me we'll move on from it i'm obsessed but we'll move on (laughs) uh that mormonism i find fascinating is that um i completely lost my train of thought uh oh yeah they believe that you can have divine inspiration anyone can have divine basically anyone can be a prophet anyone can get divine inspiration from god or have communication with god sure so you could be a crazy person like God told me that I have to Well, go. no, I mean And they had to change the law. They had changed the religion based on the fact that too many like fruit loops were come forward saying like, "Hey, God told me that I need a swimming pool." You know, so they had to kind of because at one point they he gave them everyone can talk to God and they're like, "Well, no, certain people can talk to God and some people can't." So Yes and no in that. So like they believe that when you can have inspiration from God to say things, but not necessarily to guide people. That's something that like the president of the church would do or the prophet, one of the apostles, because they still have apostles and prophets. And stuff. Yeah. So um, those those are the people that get divine inspiration or that are elected or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, your president of your ward is what is the person that. You know, gets inspiration for that word and stuff like that. But yeah. you, when when you go to church, um, it's three hours, by the way. <laughs> it's a long time. Yeah. Um, the the main part of church where everyone comes and you get to go up there and like present your testimony. That giving your testimony is something that is inspiration. That's what they kind of believe. Like you, when you go to give your testimony about what your faith is and your belief is, that's kind of your th- that inspiration, that divine yeah. inspiration. But not. You're not, not everyone is given divine inspiration. Yeah. Like, just as Because I think one of the theories of Under the Banner of Heaven is because people, because if you do have a mental illness, which these guys in the book do have, and they kill these women, um, they believe they're doing so under the mandate of God because that's what they've been told they can do based on the religion. So, anyway, now you date this Mormon guy, right? Yeah. <laughs> things are going, things are going good. Yeah. You break up. Yeah. You've converted. Your life, you want to marry this guy yeah. and have his babies. Yeah, so I had a, I had like a meltdown and what like happened? a crazy, crazy meltdown, and then um, uh, and then I started like hanging out with these other people, and they're like, they did drugs, and I was like, oh, okay, whatever, I'm gonna do this now too. What I just was your started fir- doing. What was your first drug? From them. Yeah, because you were doing drugs in high school. I did. I did. I did like. E and shrooms and acid. Like, and I don't know, just simple drugs like E and shrooms and acid. <laughs> Nothing do, hardcore. But I didn't do cocaine until until after I broke up with. Oh, you broke up with a Mormon. So yeah, he broke up with I, you or you broke yeah, up with Yeah, he broke up with me. And then, oh, that must have been devastating. Yeah, I was And you really, were how old? I was 23. 23. Mormon broke up with you. Yeah, yeah. And then, you're living in Utah? No, I was living in California. California. Mm-hmm. And then you're like devastated you're going through a heart of darkness you have no yeah, idea I started drinking and then started drinking and then got into hanging out with these people and they're like hey we're gonna do some of this cocaine and i was like fuck it fuck it yeah and i started i got really addicted to it and then oh, i really? and then i met the guy who was the, the sold it and then i started dating him and i started helping him sell it so he was selling it all around this one region mm-hmm. or around the yeah. whole one region country no no just the local drug dealer like Five cities or whatever. Five cities. But it's a pretty. So he's probably living pretty well being the Coke dealer because Coke is. We had a nice white picket fence house. (laughs) Oh, so you live together. Really ironic. Yeah. Okay. And (laughs) this is going on for a while. Was there any point? It's so funny. I had a long discussion with a guy who basically ran a cartel on this, who's now a comic. And um, 
what was your interaction with the bigger dealers and what was his inter- I mean because at this point you are a, you're a pawn in a much larger scheme of cocaine dealing they from all the really Mexican liked cartel. me because I was funny and I was yeah. like really cute and yeah. I didn't look like a dealer so they were like oh like she's yeah. uh she's like a with a red herring yes type and the cart in literary terms <laughs> you're getting you're getting the drugs from Mexico yes yeah. is there a cartel in particular that you know that you're dealing with you're not going to tell me oh look at you you give me that look like I'm not allowed to say I'll get murdered okay Obviously, some Mexican cartel, maybe El Chapo's team. Who knows? So um, let's just say I saw uh, we had a really I was that ended really poorly. I was actually <laughs> he was he was That's a, the most diplomatic way to say. So I live with a drug dealer. A lot of cocaine. he well, he was that really abusive poorly. and yes. used to beat me up in front of his friends, and they wouldn't do anything oh, because he was fuck. a dealer. And um. In fact, like he, there was one night. Th- this was probably like the final night he started beating me, beating me up. But he beat me up, and his one of his friends was like, "Dude, I can't do this anymore." And he just like walked out because he was just like they couldn't stand watching. Watching, yeah. So now, um, now but, yeah. I don't want to go to, and this is not Schadenfreude. I'm not Mel Gibson. I'm not like a pain, pain like a fetishist. But when he beat you, is it type like closed fists, like punch in the face type? Oh of thing? yeah, 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 yeah. I ended up going to the hospital because I and declared dead on arrival. I was really beaten up, really bad. Yeah, it was awesome. And how long did you <laughs> date this guy? I dated him for like a year and a half. Now you're obviously a very smart woman. And yeah. You're very, you know, very attractive, and you got all this stuff going for you. Things are going well now. I'm really stupid when it comes to guys. Well, back then, is that what it was? It was yeah, the type yeah. of thing like, and do you? Th- because look, we we all have those situations where we look back like, what in my life created a situation where I was able to now be in this situation, yeah. right? So, for example, for me, just just so I'm not all putting it on you, um, I think I had a my mom was an alcoholic and yeah. bipolar, so I was constantly like on my toes about how to deal with my mom, yeah, and I didn't want to make her upset or sad because it could really spin her off. So I became kind of the prototypical guy who's very yes dear I just want you to be happy whatever you want to do whatever you want to do you know what I mean Um, the adult child of an alcoholic which is very tough so for you you have these is it a similar thing is it a type of thing like you think you can change this guy you don't want to get this guy mad or what so yeah so I so my dad was really abusive and I ended up living with him in high during high school and it was bad like so I and that's why I ran away so I didn't know you ran away, okay. Yeah, when I was 17. And then... Oh, that's right. You moved in with... Yeah, yeah. So, I think for me, it was like, I I want... I didn't know what love was. And so, when I would meet these guys, I thought love was like this. You know that thing when you meet a guy and like it's all, it's all what like the movies tell you and like this is how it feels. And then when I, when I would have that feeling and then after a couple of months, I would find out that this guy was just a total crazy person yeah and so i've dated a few sociopaths and people who are i've dated three guys in my life who are just so bad and either mentally or physically or emotionally abusive yeah and it just like i don't think until i figured out what love actually was was when i finally figured out things and it was also kind of figuring out like to love myself for of like, course. I like I have a boyfriend now, but I lo- I like to be alone. Like sure. you could I could go do my own thing for the whole day and you don't have to bother me. Like yeah. I just do my thing. And that's the one thing that I really love about my relationship right now is that like I don't I don't need him. Yeah. I but I want him in my life. Like that's the way to do then it. And yeah, I think for that's sure. kind of like what I had to figure out. Like I don't need this person. I don't need to fix them. I don't need to like take care of them that's I need to take care of myself yeah. and if they're around and they're our lives fit together then that's great yeah a lot of people a lot of particularly women I know they've been in abusive relationships they they have this belief that they can train a guy mm-hmm. or fix a guy or help a guy and the moments ironically the moments where the guy is nice and sweet and vulnerable just one moment of that is enough to put up with six months of abuse yep because they know it's there and yes. they'll just fucking it's make it work. It's the worst. It's the worst. It's yeah, like, and then they're so apologetic after they yep. beat the shit out of you. Mm-hmm. That was the last time you're like, okay. Yeah. I mean, it's sort of, it's not that dissimilar to cheating when a guy cheats and is like, 
Sorry, they oh baby, I'm sorry it won't happen again. Look at Kobe Bryant. I mean, I shouldn't talk ill of the dead, but like he cheated and and got in trouble and cried and gave her a bajillion dollar ring. And then of course, no one talks about the fact that like five years later she found him cheating again and got a fuck ton of money, you know, and almost got divorced again. And so it's just people get scared and they I don't want to lose you, but then they go back and they revert to their old bullshit self. So yeah. how, how long that relationship happened? How was that that cycle going on for? So I that, I did him for a year and a half and then I did another guy for about two and a half years. So how do you finally get out of this because that must have been a tough thing. Yeah. There's drugs involved, there's cartels so, involved. How do you get out of that situation? Honestly, it wasn't until like you know, 4 years five, 4 years ago when I was dating a this was like 10 years because I'm I'm 30 I'll be 37 this year I know I don't look 37 you sure don't yeah <laughs> um but you know ten, see I was 33 when I got sober so you know 10 years later I was dating this guy and and um I kind of got into a situation where I was being accused of something that I didn't actually do because I was trying to hide the fact that I was like doing so much cocaine and drinking on my own yeah and I was like that was the thing that was like Oh, I should probably get sober because this is ruining my life. So, so I don't know why that was the moment, but that was yeah. The there's thing. always a moment where people kind of have their come to Joseph Smith moment. <laughs> no, they're come to Jesus. <laughs> Not come to Jesus. <laughs> come to Jesus. But they're the moment where they go, I gotta. You know, there's a comedy used to joke about like I get it for alcohol because alcohol. You wake up in a foreign country. Fucking your kitty's gone. All sorts of weird like, shit. There's the, there's the, no event for the you. The huge things that would happen. Like I almost died of an overdose a couple of times. Like those were never the times yeah. that I decided to get sober. It was just this one little thing where it affected. That wasn't even. Yeah, you don't real. want to talk about this. You're you're avoiding it. What was it? What do you mean? What was the what was this one? So thing? basically, I got accused of sleeping with somebody that I wasn't sleeping with. I was just going to his house to get cocaine from. Oh, okay. And and he he was just like, well, it's there, just do whatever and spend the night so I spent the night on the couch with his dog and did cocaine all night and watched Atlanta yeah. which is a great show <laughs> um, and and then I got accused of sleeping with him and I was just like I didn't I was like doing all this cocaine though <laughs> no um, I would never sleep with this guy no he had fucked on a blow though and like my boyfriend got mad and then what turned out like my boyfriend at the time he was cheating on me for a whole year of course so it was just like really annoying but um so I got sober because I was like, I really like this guy. I really want to like be good for him. And then it turns out when I got sober, I found out he was actually cheating on me. Oh God. So now was, was this guy that you were dating, was he sober? Um, I don't. So apparently he was doing other stuff, but it was like not as much as on me. I was clearly doing it. So how does one, cause I think a lot of people might be curious about the fact, how does one hear like pulling off the hair of my microphone? I'm sorry about that. So how does one go from being in a situation to all of a sudden being sober? You just look up AA online. So this is crazy. So the, Literally two days after I got, I decided that I wanted to be sober. Hello, how are you? Cheers. <laughs> um, I was, I went to go get a coffee and I ran into a friend of mine and we started talking and he was like, I told him like, hey, I think I want to get sober and stuff and I just don't know what to do. And he goes, oh, Ava, he's from New York though. He was like, you know, Ava, like, you know, I, uh, you know, I'm sober like 14 years. And I was like, what? He's like, yeah, yeah. He's like, you want to go to an AA meeting? And I was like, uh, yeah, sure. He's like, yeah, let's go, let's go. And he brought me to the comedy store. The, the comedy store has here? An, yeah, has an have, AA meeting. I think I used to remember that, yeah. I really, and I went in there and I was like, oh, okay. These these this people is, are same plants. Yeah, this is cool. Okay, so I just started going on my own and got sober, did a 30 and 30, and then went almost every single day for a whole year and got sober. And do you still do the program? Um, I don't do the program as much anymore um, just because like I haven't needed to, but that's me personally. I feel like if you are in a program and you do need to do yeah. it, you should do it. I, I, I think back to what we were talking about with our childhood stuff, like my my mom being an alcoholic and my whole Irish side of my family being an alcoholic. Uh, I am repulsed and attracted to it, whatever it is. So I've dated so many women who are in the program. In a way that's almost kind of uncanny. Like, why is every woman wanting me to go see their chip, you know? So I would go a lot. I've never had a problem with alcohol just because, I don't know. I mean, there's, there, there's my mom drank uh, when she was pregnant with me. And so I think I have an allergy to some wood alcohol, which some people talk about. So I um, I think it's a really... That would explain the tonsils in this lisp and yeah, the all sorts acne, of shit. all sorts of All shit. sorts of yeah. fetal alcohol syndrome. Yeah, my yeah, eyes the red are hair. too small and close together. Yeah, yeah. So... um. 
I think that I think it's a really fascinating program. But there's a lot of there can be a lot of dogma attached depending on where you go to it. Right. And a lot of people I know who were in the program, maybe it was because of cocaine or something else, and then they were like, "Well, I'll have a drink," and they actually were able to continue their life and be very functional having a drink here or there. And when people in the program found out, they were like, well, you're not really an alcoholic. You're not really an addict. Or they would get mad at them like you're breaking your sobriety. They're like, no, this is different. Like I have a control of it. And a lot of people in the program, it seems, have to work in like right angles to make their life make sense. Because if it doesn't make sense, what the fuck are they going to do? And if people don't follow them exactly, it becomes an issue in a lot of these chapters. Yeah, so there's, so I am under the belief that like, Whatever you end up subscribing to, as long as it doesn't make you an asshole, as long as you're keeping like a healthy lifestyle and yeah. you're not putting yourself in a situation that is creating that 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 reversal of what you used to be, or then whatever. Yeah. Like, like yeah. There, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's some people that can do smoke weed and they're still in the program, but yes. they just can't do anything else, or yes. like. The, I just think it's whatever deal you've made yourself. And if you keep to your deal that you've keep made. Keep to your word, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that's why I'm really like open about being... Um, I always tell people I'm sober. I keep myself accountable. Um, I'm really open about it. I'll talk about anything you want because that keeps me accountable and that keeps me like in alignment. Yeah. And and honest about like my own... like Because sometimes, you know, there'll be days where I'm like, fuck, like I see my friends drinking. A margarita sounds great. I'm like... I don't need it though. Like yeah. it's not gonna. What's it gonna do? It's. I'm gonna wake up the next day. I'm gonna want to order Domino's pizza and like sleep in. And I've got. Sh- I've got shit to do, and I'm older now. It's just like not worth it. Yeah. So it's just like I talk myself out of it like that. Yeah. So you That's don't. Great. So you haven't had relapse since you became sober. Mm-hmm. That's right. And you, but you phased out of going all the time because you felt like you didn't need that for your sort of emotional well-being to continue your life the way you want to live your life. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, it's just like I don't I think AA is really good and people should go to AA, but I just didn't need it. I don't need it anymore. Do you still speak sometimes? Do you still go back and just talk and Mm-mm. Did you enjoy speaking, sharing as it were? Um yeah, I, I think what really surprised me is like what I end up sharing about because there's things that I would remember and I would be like <laughs> like I didn't even realize this until I shared it one day cuz someone had mentioned how like they had almost overdosed and I was like Oh, that's so crazy because there was this one time that I just remembered that I was like doing cocaine all night and drinking tequila or whatever by myself and I had done too much and I could feel my left arm start to go into a heart attack. So I rushed to the kitchen, opened up the freezer, put an ice pack on my heart, put my left arm in the air and bit down on like two or three Bayer Aspirin, yeah. And hung out there until the heart attack subsided and didn't go into full cardiac arrest. Jesus. And went back and drank more and did more. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I couldn't, I was like, I can't believe I remember that. And that is nuts. And that's nuts. And why didn't I stop? Yeah. yeah, Why didn't that stop me? It's just interesting. Now, and I want to move on to other stuff, but was the 13th step, was that something that you saw a lot of? Because I know a lot of people also got really disillusioned by the 13th Wait, step. Wait, 13th step? No, I don't know. Oh, yeah, about the that. 13th step. Is that, guys, that must be really super new. Because uh, I only know about 12. 13th step has been there for a long time. No way. Yes, it has. Oh, my God, I'm the looking at this. 13th, oh, yeah, you want to Google the 13th step? Yeah, yeah. Why don't you read it to people so they see what the 13th step oh is God. in AA? 13th step. Mm-hmm. The fact that you don't know what the 13th step is means... Well, they only were thing. doing 12 steps when I when I went through. Oh, yeah. Officially, there's an unofficial 13th step. And the 13th step is sponsors fucking their sponsees. Put up the 13th clerical term. So the 13th step. Oh, it is. It can be. Rem- there is okay. a little bit of an epidemic going on. Maybe this is in L.A. Not everyone. Simply else. put, the 13th step is a colloquial term when a 12-step old-timer hits on a group of newcomers <laughs> with less than a year of sobriety. It can be a variety of reasons: emotional, financial, physical. But either way, it's someone in a position of power trying to take advantage of someone who is weaker. I I have never heard that term. Yeah. But I totally know. I totally know what that is. Yeah. And, and of course you're not supposed to and it happens that never happened to me and I was you, just really all the time and a lot of times you know it's it's 
you have a lot of, look, you're in LA, the hottest people in the world are in LA, and you go to these programs, which AA in LA has become sort of a social program too. That's another reason why I'm not... A lot of networking. Someone's like, hey man, you want to go to this program? Here, This person's there, this person, you can make a lot of connections. I'm like, I don't have a problem with drinking, <laughs> and I don't want to go to an AA program just to make connections. That seems very fucking weird. Um, but a lot of the women come... And there are these hot dudes. They're all tied up like, yeah, man, I was a rock star back in the day. Yeah, there's a lot of those. And then, a lot of comedians. A lot of comedians. A lot of comedians. And these women are just enamored them, and they want this guy to be their sponsor, and they develop they can't. You can't do that, though. You have to- You can have a guy sponsor. Mm-mm. You can only- It's usually- what, As far as I know, they're, they're like They look pretty, down on it, but you they, can do it. You can. See, even I'm looking down. I'm like, mm, yeah, and it's, it's not it's, supposed they to do tend, that. Yeah. So and so, your sponsor was probably someone that was was good and helped you through this. Yeah, stuff. she was really really good. Are you still friends with this person? I still talk to her every once in yeah, a while, but cool. I don't. I mean, she's just Texan. So in the in midst of this, there are two other things I want to talk to you about. You are also a jujitsu practitioner, right? Yeah, yeah. What's your belt? Um, I am a uh, blue belt. That's good. But I haven't done it for a while. Because of COVID, or just because of life, just or your life? life? Yeah. I just got distracted and busy and. What. Where were you training? I was training with Zondi Ribeiro, um, and then I was also training at uh, True Warrior Fitness and at, at Legacy. Uh-huh. Great. Great, great program. And y- there was no thing that made you stop. You just were like... I mean, I also imagine if you're a woman, too, it's like, I don't want my face fucked up. Mm. Was it weird? Because you're probably mm-hmm. one of, what, three women or Yeah, two there's women? not very women who do it. But, um, it's not that. I just, like, I got busy or, like, I decided to do something new or it got too expensive at one point and then I was it's like very oh. expensive yeah so um it's just a lot of different things oh I decided I just wanted to do more Thai for a while or I just wanted to do this CrossFit thing I did CrossFit for a while yeah I go and back you, and forth with working out and so in terms of the entertainment business you are an actress mm-hmm. and you, are you also a stunt woman do you do stunts I mean I do stunts but not like I'm not a stunt woman yeah like okay. I'm not like this is my job so in the middle of all this stuff you ha- you have a uh, an acting career yeah yeah which, is, which seems to be going pretty well yeah right <laughs> yeah you, in the middle of all this shit, you're able to. Yeah, still, I was still. Audition. I was very functioning. <laughs> very, very, very functioning. very functioning. A lot of people didn't even know I had a, prob- a problem at all. Of course, because I kept it pretty hidden. And what was the first uh, job you got in LA where you're like, "All right, man, I'm on the right path. Like, this is my thing. This is my passion." Like acting job. Yeah. So um, I actually pretended to be my own agent, um, and this was back when Samuel French had like the booklets uh-huh. and of had all, all of the directors? casting directors yeah. numbered in there. So I got onto the breakdowns illegally. I was paying like 50 bucks a month or whatever. Yeah, a lot of people did that. And I would submit myself. And Would you use a different name as your quote-unquote agent or manager? Yeah, yeah. So I you were a manager, right? A fake manager? Fake manager. So yeah. I would call in if, if I really thought this was a good role for me. And I would call in and be like, hey, this is Jenny from Rockstar Talent. I would really like to pitch my client, Ava. Um, I just submitted her for the role of, you know, cocktail waitress I think she'd be really great for this um, if you wouldn't mind taking a look at her and let me know if we can get a time uh, scheduled to have an audition that'd be great give me a call back uh-huh. and they'd be like yeah yeah we'll look at her and we'll see if we want to give her an audition and sometimes they wouldn't sometimes they wouldn't yeah well I did it for an HBO show and they're like yeah yeah we'll we'll see I got an audition for it and I went in and fucking booked it what was the part it was uh, on HBO's Hello Ladies with oh Stephen Merchant I love that. I did a movie with Christine Woods. Steven Merchant was my director for that wow, episode. That's great. So Legend. I'm not very, I'm, I'm like, I'd say I'm five, five, but I'm really like five, three. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm almost an entire foot <laughs> shorter than him. Uh-huh. And we, I was doing the scene and he would, uh, he'd lean over and be like, um, yes, um, Ava, uh, could you, um, <clears throat> do it again, but different. <laughs> and then he'd walk away and I was like, oh, sure. And so I just did it again. And he was like, um, yes, yeah, yes, yes. Um, that was really good. Um, so do it again. Oh, do it different. <laughs> and walk, <laughs> and walk away. I probably that. did it like, like three, four times and then it was done. But I was like sitting next to Jenny Slate the entire time yeah. back there and she was talking to me and I was just like this is so cool and she was having a terrible time because she didn't really want to be on the show because the show wasn't doing like the show was it's a funny great show. but it like the back the behind the scenes is a little rocky I think yeah because it was only two seasons I remember it was being only very, one season it was only one season yeah yeah I being very so I think it was, was just great. there was a bunch of stuff that was going on that like I was so starstruck and like yeah this is the greatest thing I could. like I did this on my own I booked this by myself yeah. but no one knew and I was just like 
Yeah. I was just like, this is Was great. it a regular series regular? Or no, it was just like a little co-star. A little co-star. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, that's still really, yeah, that was a great, it, it's still on HBO. I think you can still watch it, right? Yeah, you can ladies. go on HBO and still watch it, yeah. That's great. So that's a, that's a nice credit to have, obviously. Yeah, yeah. And, and then, Stephen Merchant was like, I can put that on my thing. Stephen Merchant was my director. Yeah. It was really cool. And it's so funny because I just did a film with a British director and they have such a different way of dealing with actors. I think they're so actor friendly. So this director, um, he, uh, I probably shouldn't say his name, whatever, but he was British and he would say, okay, Bill, we have a scene where I come in with my brother and my dad is like bleeding to death on the floor. <laughs> and he's like, so Bill, what do you think we should do for the scene? How do you think you should react? And I'm like, oh fuck, like it's a, $30 million budget and I'm giving this power to like yeah. almost semi-direct the scene and I was like okay what if I did this and I was like alright man we gotta gear up because then we end up like chasing this guy and he'd be like yeah right right okay yeah do it do it and I would do it and I would be very happy that he took my note and then he'd go okay let's do it again no, don't do that though let's do something exactly do something different he'd always very encouraging do very different. Do it different. and then by the end of the day I'd be like oh this motherfucker at the end of the day he didn't want <laughs> he didn't want to do anything I really wanted to do but I felt empowered as an actor by at least giving the, the chance to try it. Who knows what's going to happen in the editing, editing room? Um, so that's very funny how British director. So from here, what is your what are you doing? Are you you're still are you writing scripts as well? Um, I write every once in a while. Um, I sold a pilot, um, but I'm actually in school right now trying to get my master's in, in history. History. So that's what I'm doing right now. <laughs> and what are you going to do with a history degree? Um, I kind of want to take the bar. Wow. I didn't Just that to be able a- to, yeah. So if you, I didn't realize this either. I'm a huge fanatic, history fanatic. So as an actor, I feel like it's good because you get to know about like all the different things that are happening in history and you can actually apply that to your character because of the sociology of where you grew up and da da da, all this backstory mm-hmm. bullshit. And then, um, <laughs> um, so I was like, I really want to do history. But then I learned that with a history major, you could be a paralegal and you can just go and do a certain amount of hours as an intern in California, especially, and you can go take the bar. You don't have to go to law school. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. So I was like, that would be really cool to have taken the bar and passed it. And it's just an accom- something I've always wanted to do. You don't think that will interfere with your acting career? And, no? You're that smart. You can just fucking. I just want to take, like, I want to <laughs> be able to, like, study and take the bar. And if you like, take, so it's, it's not so that you can now run a company or be a manager or anything like that or be it's, behind the it's scenes purely as like a, I want to be able to do something and do this and like uh-huh. if for instance I do get some sort of notoriety I can use that to possibly like go and help people who don't can't afford a lawyer and they need someone who's pro bono yeah so I would love to like kind of what Kim Kardashian's doing it's the only thing I actually respect her for yeah is this thing that she's doing because it's kind of awesome yeah um so i just think that she's actually doing something with her fame that's actually really good yeah and helpful so i just think that's something that like and it's i'm i mean you only get one life like slim said you know like slim shady said (laughs) you're you only get one shot yeah so like i feel like why not try to do as much as you can in this life and learn as much as you can because this is it you know? This is it, yeah, for sure. So, with that being said, is there a five-year goal that you have? You you look forward like five, ten years. No, is there something? No, just gonna keep doing what's in front well, of you. I think. See how it I think I when I moved to LA to do the acting thing, like I knew you can't put a time limit on an acting career. Yes, you just have to. You guys just it's a be here. It's a marathon. Yeah. So I think just in life, that's just kind of what I've taken on. Like I'm not gonna do like a oh in five years I have to yeah. be this wealthy like it's just not like you don't know an epidemic could come or this could come or yeah. like you could lose your you could die or you could you lose your arm or something could happen that mm-hmm. sets you back so you can't keep that sort of like i feel i don't know yeah no it makes a lot of sense and at this point mormon catholic <laughs> school what is, do you have a religious or spiritual sort of I'm super basis? atheist. Super atheist? Yeah, super atheist. Like, don't believe in God. Like, very, like, this is, religion this is, is bullshit. And we like, die. That we're just a leaf on a tree yeah. that is no longer there. We are, we are the stardust. We're stardust. I love it. 
So yeah, so I so of all the well, because I love I'm a big religious fanatic too. I love different religions. I love learning all that stuff. But like the more that I've learned, the more that I'm just like these are just ideas to yeah. make us feel better about dying. Of course, and that's literally the simplest. Of course, like and I, as long as I'm okay with dying, then I don't need a god, and I don't need all this other stuff to explain yes. shit that's happening in the universe because the weather happens because of other stuff that is scientifically explained now. So what we don't need this, we don't need God anymore as much as people think. Ah, okay, yeah. That's I'm my like, philosophy. Is like we needed hey. God when we needed to explain things, and now that we can explain things with science, then what's the point of God? Yes. Well, there's that. That is a whole other podcast we get into yeah. about that because it's like Pandora's box. Yeah. The more you know, the more you don't know yeah. as well. Um. Well, that's really fascinating. Now, what is there anything in particular about history? Like, is there a certain part of history that you are particularly attached to? Like. Like Native American history, yeah, for example. Yeah, so I love American history. Um, I'm really thinking about doing uh, Native American, uh, African American, and female and women's studies. Yeah. Um, and I'm actually, I'm really excited about this. I think I'm, try, I'm signing up for the Cherokee Nation in Oklahoma. They actually do online or in-person and online classes to learn the Cherokee language. Oh, wow. That is this name, and I can't pronounce the name so i'm not gonna even try but it's um it's really cool it's like a uh lo, um loci dialects of some sort and yeah. so as someone who's cherokee and choctaw like i was like this would be really cool for me to learn and i'm and also i know spanish so it's like i'm trying to like enhance my yeah learning of all that stuff just yeah it's, and that seems like a, that's a great you could definitely pivot that into Hey, I want to do a reality show about historian going around, blah, 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 blah. I mean, do you have any thoughts of like how this could sort of cross uh, yeah, over? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I just think it's just like I'm fascinated by learning new things and yeah. I would love to learn more about my own culture because I just didn't, I grew up being, you know, my mother raised me white. Yeah, <laughs> so. for lack of a better word. <laughs> um, so it's it's something that I would like like to learn more about like what, my culture is along with like the Hispanic culture. So I've like, when I went to Mexico, I do a lot of like, um, tr like site traveling. So I've been to Chichen Itza and I've went to Tulum and things like that. Just cause I wanted to learn about the Mayan culture and uh -huh. I, I love all that stuff. So yeah, I don't know. I just think it's really, all that stuff is fascinating. Very cool. Yeah. Well, everything's awesome. So, and you you got this great boyfriend who lets you yeah. be you, which yeah. is amazing. It was he all we need. He literally lets me be me. Sometimes <laughs> I'm like, "Are you sure? You sure? You, <laughs> you you know you signed up for? Yeah. Like he he's like, no, no, this is cool. And I'm like, are you sure? <laughs> okay, I'm gonna go do this. And he's like, yeah, she's the greatest. And I'm like, what? Oh. Is he not? He's not. He doesn't do drugs. He doesn't drink. Yeah. Very, I mean, he has a beer every once in a while, but he's like. The night, like, he's oh, a good guy. He's the nicest. Like, yeah. I he, he also played Dungeon and Dragons, <laughs> which which is awesome. But when I think it was like our third date, he was like, "Hey, by the way, <laughs> I play Dungeon and Dragons." And I looked at him and I said, "Oh no, this is amazing." This I'm is like, perfect. "You're never going to cheat on me." <laughs> <laughs> ever and he was like what do you mean i'm like just go with it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and he won't yeah okay yes yes he plays video games and dungeon and dragons we're set. we're set that's what i'm saying i think anybody who any woman who's ever been abused yeah they just need to find a, a, Got a dungeon a dude master who, who plays dungeon and dragons and <laughs> video games that's the moral the, that's his thing <laughs> like if that's his thing moral is a good job yeah, I mean, not even that. Like, just yeah. as long as he's <laughs> really into his video games. If yeah. you know he's really into video games, he's never going to have sex with you with or never have sex with other women because yes. he doesn't have time. And he's not going to lose at Halo and then hit you. No, no. He's going he's gonna to win at Halo and be like, babe, babe, <laughs> I got there. Or he'll tell you about this game and be like, the storyline was so good, babe. He did that with Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I was in Red Dead Redemption oh, 2. Oh, you were? Okay, yes. so he played that game. He was like, That game was babe. crazy. He's like, It's so good. Let me tell you about the storyline. Do you ever no. play with him? No. No? No, no. But that's you watch not him sometimes. Thing. You watch I mean, him play sometimes? No. Like, that's cute. No, <laughs> he goes in the other room and plays, and I'm. He has his man cave. I'm like reading historical books. Are you guys going to get married? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. 
Is there a baby possibility in the no, future? No, 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 no baby, no baby. No, That's, no, no, it's good to know that you don't no. want one. I have yeah. a, I have one of those. Um, I almost said, I have an IUD. Yes. I almost said something else. <laughs> You're about to say I'm pro-choice. No. Yeah. Um, well, that's really amazing. You are very fascinating, Ava. So thank you so much for coming Thanks. on the podcast. I feel like I, t- I could talk to you for hours and hours. Thanks. But also, so I, I look forward to seeing what's next for you, you know? Yeah, you too. Yeah. I hope. No, nothing's, Did, nothing's so what's me. your next cosmetic surgery is my question. <laughs> Shut up. I would love to get my nose smaller. No, I'm not going to get cosmetic really? surgery. No, I would never get cosmetic surgery. I don't know what I would get. Because everything I have is like, oh, that's what God gave me. What can I do? I can't get eyebrows grafted on. You can. Oh, well, in that case. It's, yeah, it's called micro, micro, <laughs> but that's just blading, like a little thing they just eat, right? It's like a tattoo. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe. Um, that freaks me out. I would never do <laughs> Well, you have eyebrows, so why would you? I mean, you never know. There are women who have eyebrows who still get it. Yeah, I know. Oh, God. Anyway, um, that's awesome. You're great. Anything else you want to say? Where, where can people find you? Where can people get your, uh, um, I stalk have, you on Instagram. I have a really creative Instagram name. It's um, it's literally just my name. E V A. Yeah. C E J A. Yeah. Ava. It took C-ha. me forever to think of that handle. Good for you. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> what should my handle be? I should. Just... And that's what I came up with. I love yeah. it. That's great. Well, thank you for coming, and uh, hopefully we will be in touch, and I'll see you soon. And then when you become a big, you know. Lawyer, I can hire you to get me out of trouble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All, All right. the sex scandals. Oh boy. Oh no, That's I'm just joking. Story. Just I, joking because that don't. Because <laughs> yeah. you never know. Because someone might say something and then. Oh God! Yes, that 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 will be another podcast. Sorry, that's a different. That's a whole other <laughs> podcast. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye bye. <laughs>